Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you. I'm here at the NovaCare Complex late in the week. Eagles getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Monday night football, fun, fun, fun. And really, an early season test for the Eagles in the NFC East. It's so weird. The Eagles don't play another NFC East team until November 28th when they play the Giants. And then it's really heavy down the stretch in the division. But this game will give the Eagles an indication of kind of where they are in the division against the Cowboys team coming off a big win against the L.A. Chargers. That 56-yard field goal from Greg Zerline giving the Cowboys a 1-1 record. Dallas coming in with... One of the best offenses in the league, piling up 430 yards of offense, fourth in the league. They lead the NFL in takeaways on defense with six. So, the Eagles need to win both of those categories. They need to slow down that high-octane Dallas offense, and they've got to get something going against a defense that has been very opportunistic. Now, in this podcast, this Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, We're going to talk to two players, both of whom will be integral to the Eagles' success. Rookie running back Kenny Gainwell has been a revelation, stepping up and teaming with Miles Sanders in the backfield. And here's a bit of a spoiler. His dad grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. So we'll find out from Kenny what that was like. Kenny, of course, growing up an Eagles fan. So uh, they must have had a lot of fun in that household. And then Alex Singleton, Eagles linebacker, breaks down the Dallas offense. And then also really talks about the culture around the NovaCare complex this week. The team wearing Beat Dallas t-shirts. You saw Nick Sirianni earlier in the week at his press conference wearing that t-shirt. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Sirianni has emphasized the NFC East and the importance of winning in the division. So we'll talk to those two players in just a moment. But let's get some sound from other places, including the Eagles locker room. But first, we want to start with the Dallas Cowboys and head coach Mike McCarthy. Uh, He talks about a lot of things. First, Jalen Hurts, who gave the Cowboys a handful last season for that first half of the game. Dallas came back to win. But McCarthy very well aware of the challenges presented by Jalen Hurts. I was very impressed with him um, at, at home here when when he did play against us. Uh, you know, I, I think the he's very natural at the position. I mean, I, you always watch the younger quarterbacks, the commander at the line, at the scrimmage presence, and his cadence and so forth. So, seeing him live last year, I, I was I was very impressed with him, and uh, I think he's definitely taken that big step that you know, frankly, you always look for in your players from year one to year two. I mean, he's got a new offensive system, but. You know, just from the video you know, of Atlanta and uh, San Francisco, um, you can clearly see he's very comfortable in, in, in the way they're asking him to play, and uh, he's decisive, and, and he's a huge threat outside the pocket. You know, and he seems very comfortable out there, which you know, I, I think is something that anybody that competes against him, you know, you're conscientious of. But uh, and the point I'm making, he also looks to be a lot more comfortable in the pocket. So uh, I think he's off to a heck of a start so far this year, and. And he's clearly a focal point for us. The Cowboys have been banged up along the defensive line. They will not have Demarcus Lawrence, who's got a broken foot. They have some COVID challenges up there. Just very uncertain. We're still a couple of days away from kickoff. So 
just very uncertain at this point. But it is a matchup. A big, strong Eagles offensive line against the Cowboys line that relies on speed. It is something that McCarthy obviously watches the battle in the trenches. Well, I mean, it's definitely a matchup that we're, you know, we're, we're clearly giving a little extra focus on, without a doubt, because of our because of our injuries. But you know, I think if you look at the you know the layout of our roster, uh, you know, we, we felt really good about our depth and the defensive line, and it's a, it's a huge challenge versus this, this massive offensive line. So um, that's really our approach to it, and you know. Um, you know, have the opportunity to see Landon, Landon Dickerson step in there, and you know, was very, you know, very high on him coming out of Alabama. So, but have a lot of respect for their own line. They're healthy uh, for the most part, and you know, they got they've got the tackles rolling. So, uh, just trying to focus on the different combinations of who we're going to play and how we're going to play against those guys. Now, the star of the show for the Cowboys in their draft class thus far, Micah Parsons, didn't play last year at Penn State. A linebacker who was the Cowboys' first-round draft pick. Last week, he moved to defensive end, and he was a force there. And McCarthy gives a little scouting report on what Parsons has brought to the Cowboys' defense. Well, I mean, I can't say enough about Micah, you know, what he's done on the field. Uh, you know, he's been, you know, flexible in, in the way we've you know, been able to play him. You know, just you know, position, flexibility, and impact was, was, was really our our personnel grade on him, and, uh, and he's uh, off to a really good start just after two games. So I love the way you know, I love the way he plays, the physicality and his explosiveness, and you know, he just football comes you know pretty damn natural to him. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson should see a lot of Parsons, who at this point we really don't know will he play defensive end, will he move back and forth from end to linebacker. The Cowboys expecting to have Randy Gregory back, another speed rusher. Lane Johnson, very, very impressed with what he's seen two games into the NFL career of Micah Parsons. I think he's a beast, man. He's, uh, you know, 6'3", 245, can, you know, 4'3", speed. So uh, with anybody in this league, man, you can't take anybody lightly. And, and you saw what he did last last week, had a lot of pressures, uh, low to the ground, quick twitch. So, you know, he's a, he's a great player. So I have, you know, have my hands full. And then let's not forget about, look, it's all about Dak Prescott. We know he's great. He's playing really good football coming back from that injury last year. But it's also about the running game. Why are people forgetting about Ezekiel Elliott? Well, maybe it's because Tony Pollard has teamed with him. And the one-two duo, they've been a pretty potent punch early in this season. Eagle safety Anthony Harris on that dynamic duo coming out of the Dallas backfield. Explosive. Um, they're both explosive runners. Um, Pollard has the has that long speed, the ability to take it all the way, as well as Ezekiel. They're both physical. Um, they both run behind a big offensive line. So the task will be, you know, everybody doing our individual job, working together in the maximum effort. Okay, so that sets the stage for you. Let's talk more as we are on the Eagles' defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about that defense, about the rivalry, about Monday Night Football, and the thrill it is for all of us. In prime time, here's Eagles linebacker Alex Singleton, exclusively one-on-one right here. Alex, uh, there's something called like Beat Dallas Week around here. Uh, coach is wearing a T-shirt. Like, isn't it fun to get into a into an NFC East rivalry game? It must be like as a player. I know every week's really special, but this kind of week makes it even a little bit more special. 
Yeah, you, the rivalry just, I guess they kind of, you know, they make the world go around. You know, there's there's a hate, there's a passion that goes on, you know, through the fan bases is obviously where rivalries begin. And then I think the players just, you know, because obviously not a lot of us are from Philadelphia. You know, a lot of their players aren't from Dallas. But when you when you step into those organizations, you, you can feel the passion and the, the just the fire that that goes on during these games and it's it's exciting and you you circle those games on your schedule because you know it's going to be prime time and you know you know it matters especially to the city and it matters for us for playoff implications how quickly does a player um learn about the rivalries and does that understanding generally come from you know, reaction that you get from fans or from your teammates or from your coaches or like how, how did it happen in your instance you know, I think coming into the NFC East, you realize really quick about these rivalries because all three teams you play really are rivals. And it 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 just matters so much. You know, I think as a young kid, you know the Eagles and Cowboys hate each other. You know, I kind of grew up and the Cowboys were always in training camp at Thousand Oaks and they hated the Eagles. You know, you knew people that, you know, talked bad about the Eagles all year. When you're around Philadelphia, you know, you see people that wear shirts and say Dallas sucks. And so it's it's not a once, you know, a, a one week thing where they don't like that team. It's a, it's a year round passionate hate. So I think, you know, the second I stepped foot into Philadelphia, you know, I knew, I knew what a Eagles Dallas game meant. That's really funny. And I know that Nick has made a big point of, of emphasizing the NFC East and the video screen that's outside the locker room. Do players pay attention to that kind of stuff? You know, I, I like it, especially because you get to just, see what, what, what the rivalry really is. You know, you understand it. Like I said, you know, growing up kind of, you know, you, you know, the NFC East teams don't like each other. You know, that there's this, you know, rivalry in this past about what's gone on in the division. Who's, you know, who's stopped who from going to the playoffs. Who's, you know, who, who was beaten this many times in a row to, you know, as that team was just winning championships, the other teams were kind of down, but just the videos and see the passion you, you know, for all those years of all the guys playing, I think it, you know, walking by, you're like, oh man, I, you want to be on that video kind of, you know, you want to be in 20 years, you know, you're, if you get a pick six in this game for the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, that's going to be your highlight up there on the wall. So it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where you can take it two ways. You learn and see the passion from the guys before you, but you also, you know, you can add to that legacy of, you know, the Eagles Cowboys game. All right, Alex, let's talk about this defense through two games. Um, points allowed in the league, fewest points, fewest yards, really good against the run, big plays limited. The takeaway's not there yet. So in, in the big picture, how do you feel two games into the defensive perspective? I, just, I feel like the defense is bought in. You know, I think they're asking us, obviously, to do a lot of different things than we did last year, but we're we're all bought in. We're bought in with what, you know, obviously JG saying we're bought in with what our position coaches are saying. We're bought in with each other to, you know, we all know the objectives in the week. I think these coaches make it very clear what we want to do. And obviously, you know, stopping the run is, is always, you know, on the forefront. And so to, you know, be able to do that, but also, like you said, you know, we know we have a lot of room to improve still with takeaways. We don't have any yet. And we, we want to, our offense is doing a great job not giving the ball away. So, we need to be able to give them more opportunities, but you know, so far with, you know, the other things, I think we're doing a really good job and we need to continue to do that. You know, eventually I think, you know, it's just going to continue to be, you know, playing within the system, being the, the fundamentals we want. And then, like I said, creating turnovers that I think are going to come. 
Alex, uh, you talk about stopping the run. Um, the Cowboys have a pretty good one-two combination with Zeke and Tony Pollard. Are they different style backs? Can you kind of speak to that and what makes them so successful? Yeah, like you said, they're a one-two punch, you know, and I think the rest of the NFL is just kind of learning about them. I, you know, personally, I definitely have known about them for the, you know, last two, three years. They're, you know, they're a special one-two punch. They both, they, they both, you know, I, a lot of people want to see Pollard as just kind of this, you know, receiving back, you know, not downhill guy, but he, he brings the hammer just as much as Zeke does. And they're both, they're both physical. They want to you know, they, they want to instill that fear that you won't come downhill on them. They're downhill runners and, you know, they're looking to, you know, spark that team and, you know, you know, get those big, big yards after contact, you know, runs. And so that's kind of where, you know, where we got to go is, you know, it's, it's like we said, this big rivalry. So you, you want to be able to set the tempo on them. And Dak Prescott's a different kind of quarterback. I mean, he looks like he's right back where he, where he left off before the injury. Um, a little bit thicker, harder to bring down. I mean, when you watch Dak, what do you see, Alex? What what kind of what, what are the reasons he has such success? Yeah, you know, you see a composed quarterback that knows how to play in the system. You know, I you know with that with that OC and him, you know, they've obviously worked together very well. As we saw early last year, you know, they were kind of dominating the league for the first six or seven weeks until they got hurt and. You know, they're kind of getting back on that rhythm. So for us, it's going to be, you know, kind of like you said, that we've been doing well at to stop the run and create them to get, you know, passing down in distances to where we can play the coverages that we want to to stop explosive plays and to, you know, keep them keep them in check because they're a team that obviously, you know, as you've seen, you know, early last year and then this year as well, you know, they, they're definitely, they have a big play offense and that's something we got to be able to take away. And that's mostly because of Dak. Do you see this in any way, Alex, as a, as a kind of a statement game for the Eagles? Yeah, I think, you know, anytime you play a divisional opponent, it's a statement game. And, you know, this one, obviously, you know, a new staff, you know, we're kind of, we're still feeling ourselves out as a team. And so to be able to go down to Dallas and win on Monday night and just kind of show the world who we are as a team, um, I think is a is definitely a statement game, especially this early in the season. I think it'll kind of take a, take a step forward in the direction we want to go in the NFC East. From an individual standpoint, I wonder, um, how are you coming along in the defense? How do you feel about your role, about your responsibilities? Yeah, I love it. Like, I, you know, we're all so bought in with JG and, you know, obviously with Coach Rollison. So, you know, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving the defense. I'm loving where I get to be, you know, still flying around, still getting to make plays and just kind of, you know, embracing, you know, what I get to do. And, you know, I, I've enjoyed it so far. So hopefully more plays are coming and, you know, hopefully get to, make that video for the next 50, 60 years when we go down <laughs> Hey, on a personal note, I, I, um, I met your mother the other day to be at your game and your parents at your games. And I wonder as a player and as a son, what it's like to have your family share in your success. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's really special to be able to have my family and be so supportive, obviously, you know, just to have that, the people that never, never stopped believing in me, you know, obviously in my journey, you know, there's obviously been a lot of ups and downs. So to, you know, not only have them through that, but to be able to have them at, you know, home games, to be at the first home opener this year, you know, win or lose to, you know, be able to take them to dinner, have them stay at my house, just the little things that, you know, you get, you know, with success and to be able to bring, you know, the family along has, has been one of the most important things to me. And I'm just so happy to be you know, able to be at games and, you know, obviously we'll continue to be there and, you know, continue to be the biggest support. Alex, thanks so much. Good luck on Monday night. Awesome. Thank you. And as I mentioned at the top of this Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, 
Rookie running back Kenny Gainwell was an Eagles fan growing up. His dad, not so much. We talk about it, among other things, in this exclusive one-on-one. Eagles running back Kenny Gainwell knows all about the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry. Grew up an Eagles fan. Pops is a Cowboys fan. So let's start right there. How big is this? I mean, obviously he's now an Eagles fan. But like back in the day, what was it like watching the game with your dad, a Cowboys fan, and you an Eagles fan? Man, just always, you know, just talking noise to him every time we score or, you know, every time he score, he talking noise to me. But he was a family thing, so we always kept the conversation small with, like, like first down, stuff like that. It is, it is a great rivalry. I mean, before you got here, obviously, it, you viewed it as a fan. Do you have memories of Eagles-Cowboys that kind of jump out top of mind? It's so many. I can't even think of one right now, really. Yeah. Um, but, hey, it's, it's so many. It's, it's many because the Eagles have been beating up on the Cowboys for many, many years. Kenny, I wonder, okay, we're a few, few weeks here into your NFL career. Um, you know, look, in, in the not-so-distant past, you'd be in a classroom balancing the books and the football. What is it like now as uh, football is a job for you? Um, you know, you've always grown up and thought, hey, when I get to the NFL, this is going to be a job. What, describe how much of a commitment being in the NFL is, as opposed to also having to study and worry about your grades. Yeah, now I get to focus on exactly what I love to do, and that's football. And now I get to put, um, you know, schoolwork and all that right there behind me, you know, just focus on now, which is going to be my permanent job for a couple, couple, couple years now. Right. So it's just get to focus on just strictly football now. But it is a lot of book work. I mean, you're, you're still in the book. How much time do you think you spend you know, on a typical, let's say, Tuesday, when you're really not putting a lot of time into the on-field stuff, how much time are you actually looking at your playbook? Uh, it's, I say I'm getting in about 10, 10 to 12 hours of it um, throughout the whole day, you know, and, and plus, you know, on-field stuff. But it's about 10 to 12 hours in. It's a kind of a different kind of learning, right? Like you're looking at, at drawings, you're looking at verbiage. You've got to memorize all this stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. Is it difficult to do that? Or is that the kind of learning that's good for you? Yeah, so that's that's basically the type of learning I love to do and like on field type of work. But you know, just get having the work right in your face, having multiple things you can go through and look at, like on the iPad, stuff like that. Multiple things and do, you know, it just give you extra. And then what about the physical part of it? Are you lifting a lot? Are you uh, conditioning every day? I mean, it's, it, again, it's a different kind of different kind of workout now that you're in the NFL. Yeah, so I try to get a work in workout in every day. Um, just to work on different areas of my body, you know, just to just to be prepped and ready for the week. What has it been like for you on the field through two weeks? Uh, it feels amazing. I mean, it feels like how I've been, you know, when I was playing ball in the college and stuff like that. So, I mean, hey, it feels good. No, no rust at all coming off that year where you didn't play football. Nah, not at all. Not at all. Why do you think that is? Why do you think you were able to make such a smooth transition? Because I kept myself. I kept myself. Like moving, you know, during the time that I was out, I kept doing things that would put myself in a position so that, I, like, I was playing a game on Saturday. Without being tackled, of course. Tackled, yeah. So what kind of stuff did you do that you were able to do it at such a high speed? Just, just having plays that I had from college to go over them over and over and over just for, like, a extended amount um, of time. Kenny, let's talk about your performance. How do you think you've played? You've you know, gotten a good number of touches, good number of reps, both in the run game and in the pass game. Do you feel like you are where you want to be? I'm being patient right now, waiting on my time, my name to be really called, 
You know, I'm really putting in that work every time my name's called and I get on that field to get an opportunity. What is the difference between college football and the NFL? Uh, you got bigger, faster, stronger guys. It's just the next level. It's, you know, it's, everybody is focused on strictly now football. So and, I mean, you got guys that, that do exactly what you're doing better. And it seems like they do it with a lot of technique, too. Like, it's veteran guys kind of know the shortcuts. Maybe they're not as fast as you are but they know how to use their leverage or they knew how to use their arm. Yeah, they know how to gain ground and cut ground, cut, cut you off type of ways, you know. They know what to do, you know, so they've been in here for a long time, so they kind of know what to do. In that Eagles running back room, it's a really interesting group of guys. Uh, describe the personalities with Miles and with Boston and with Jordan and how you guys all come together and help each other out. And it's just just going out there and having fun with each other each and every day, uh, teaching, um, you got Miles, the, the the guy that's the teaching and like joking. You got Boston, the dancer, the guy that just love to like be in your ear. And you got you got Jordan, that's just the old head that love to tell you like you know what you got here, what you got here. You know, just teaching you the ropes. And man, we all in here just to learn and get better. And kind of just like the offense in general. First week in Atlanta, things went your way. Against San Francisco, you moved the ball up and down the field. Mm-hmm didn't take advantage of some opportunities that you had. So what is your takeaway with his offense after two weeks? I really got to get all props to the O-line, you know, um, and our core, smart quarterback. Just, you know, just being behind those guys, the O-five guys up front, you know, just a great feeling to be behind somebody that, that, that athletic. And um, just being beside a smart quarterback that, that loves to, you know, dump the ball down to a running back that loves to, Get out and run routes out the backfield. All right, Kenny, Monday night, it's the Dallas Cowboys uh, in Dallas. Um, ha- hey, have you ever been to that stadium? Yes, I played in the stadium. What, is, what was the experience of playing like for you? Because it is a certainly a different kind of stadium. Yeah, you got this big, big stream that's down, straight down the middle. And you look up and it's just like dead in your face. But it's, 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 a, it's a nice stadium. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to get in that stadium on Monday and go to work. Do you have a sense of what the Cowboys defense is all about yet? Nah, we're still going over some tape right now. I'm still looking and got to go go home tonight and, you know, put in some work. Were you the kind of guy prior to being in the NFL, did you watch every Monday night football game? Were you a, a football yeah, junkie? Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching every every game, really, Monday, Thursday night. See, they had a game on Friday. <laughs> you know, for sure watching Sundays, but, you know, I'm watching every game that come on the TV. So you've always been kind of a football junkie? Oh, yeah. What, how'd you get into <laughs> it? How, what, what? And my dad, my dad, you know, he just, he always had the Cowboys on, and I was just that, you know, I don't want to watch the Cowboys. I want to watch another team. So that's how I kind of became an Eagles fan, you know. But I always watch Sunday night football. And all that. Was he disappointed that you were an Eagles fan growing up instead of a Cowboys fan? Nah, nah. Okay. Well, I, I know Monday. Now, will the, will the parents, have they been able to see you live and in person in the NFL? Yes, they came to the game Sunday, and they were excited, you know, to see their son out there on the field. We went home. You know, we just talked about the game, you know, talked about, like, what's to come this? And I told my dad, hey, look, we got y'all Monday, so you better be ready. <laughs> well, we know that, that your dad is not rooting for the Cowboys anymore, of course. Oh, yeah, we know that. Um, but what do you think it's like for them? How, how, how much pride do you think? Can you f- see from them how proud they are of you and the fact that you're in the NFL and that you're playing well and that your career is just starting and hopefully you'll be here for many, many years to come? Yeah, it's just the joy I see on their face every, every, every time I get a chance to call them, uh, FaceTime them or anything, you know, just to hear their voice. You know, just to hear how excited my mom is, just a, you know, it's just a great feeling, you know, just to hear everything. And that's what it's all about, man. I love it. Yeah. Hey, Kenny, thank you so much for joining me. Good luck on Monday Night Beat the Cowboys. I mean, you obviously know 
what a big week this is for, oh, for yeah. Eagles fans. Oh, yeah. It wasn't very long ago you were one of them. Now you're on the field as a player. That's great stuff. Kenny Gainwell, thanks so much for joining on the Eagles Insider Podcast. One more thing here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We take a deep dive into the Dallas Cowboys. Our first look at that football team. Mickey Spagnola has been covering the Cowboys forever, and he thinks the Cowboys off to a good start after last year's terrible, terrible season. Mickey Spagnola giving us the dirt on the Dallas Cowboys. Mickey, I'm sitting there watching the Cowboys play the Chargers. You know, I'm feeling like, okay, this for the Cowboys is such a huge moment. This is such an, I mean, I know it's not a must-win game in September, but it just felt like it. So then the Cowboys go and win the game, and I wonder if you felt the same thing about that game for the Cowboys and just how important that win was. Yeah, I don't think you want to start the season certainly 0-2. Uh, especially after coming off of uh, last year's six and ten season, and uh, you were trying to wipe the slate clean and start from scratch, and you came so close to uh, beating Tampa Bay, uh, and then you go into that game, and if you lose that game, I think you lose a little bit of that feel good, uh, if there's any feel good from a loss. Uh, so yeah, I think it was uh, very important from a confidence standpoint in believing what they're doing. Uh, to be able to win that game against the Chargers and win it in, in the manner they did. What's really striking is is how the offense has just picked up where Dak left off last year before he was hurt. Your read on the offense and where it's at, I know some injuries with Lael and, you know, you're a little bit thinner at wide receiver. Um, but coming into this game, how do you feel about the offense? Yeah, um, you know, going into the season, I, I, I think I thought the offense could be prolific. Uh, just judging from what they did last year in Dak's five starts and knowing that Dak was fine, that there was nothing wrong uh, with his mobility. There was nothing wrong with his ability to throw the football. Uh, so, you know, I sort of, you know, everybody was sort of surprised what they did against Tampa Bay, but I was kind of expecting that. I, I, I just thought this offense would be really, really good. Now, they only scored 20 points uh, against the Chargers, uh, but they only had like seven or eight possessions in the game. Uh, and it was kind of a strange, strange game uh, with the amount of penalties that were being called. Uh, but again, uh, yeah, I think this offense can be really, really good. And I know they don't have Michael Gallup now for a, a couple more weeks, but Cedric Wilson's kind of a nice step in. Uh, you can see that they can have a one-two punch at the, in the running game. Uh, between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And uh, if the offensive line uh, is back intact, uh, then, uh, and as you said, Lale Collins is not there, but maybe the surprise of that game was Terrence Steele, who was average at best last year, filling in as an undrafted rookie at right tackle. Uh, If he can play like that on, on a consistent basis, then this offensive line will be good enough for these Cowboys to score a lot of points. I know we've got a few days to go here. Is your thought that Amari Cooper will play on Monday night? Yeah, I think it's hard to say. Uh, You know, they haven't had a a real practice uh, just yet. Uh, He may be limited uh, with that rib injury. You know, I noticed, uh, you know, after he he left the game, and I know it was only a couple more plays, but he, he was standing on the sideline with his helmet on. 
Uh, so I don't know if that was an indication that he thought he could go back in if necessary, if the game went into overtime uh, or not. But at this point, midweek, uh, let's let them practice and then see uh, if they can get them to the game on, on Monday. But, but because if, if that uh, occurs and then you're without your leading wide receiver and Michael Gallup, uh, that makes things look a little different going into the Monday night game. So let's shift over to the defensive side of the ball because that seems to be where the mo- most of the offseason focus was through the draft. A uh, very difficult year last year for Dallas defensively. Um, and then through two games, do you, do you feel there's been a significant improvement? Yeah, you're very polite saying it was difficult last year. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was historically poor for the Cowboys, giving up 473 points, most in franchise history in a single season. Uh, I felt like they had they were making steps uh, in in training camp in preseason to at least approaching average. Uh, and, and you know, if the offense played well and you had an average defense, well, maybe you can turn around six and ten. I think so far it's been better, but not good enough. Uh, you know, I know they lead the league uh, in takeaways after two games games with six. But if you compare that to last year, they didn't get six turn takeaways until the eighth game of the season. Uh, so this is that's a significant improvement. But they're still giving up too many yards, giving up too many passing yards. I just looked at the NFL stats uh, going into week three. They're ranked 31st in pass defense, meaning yards given up. It's far too much. Uh, so that's got to improve. Uh, I understand this last game, you know, you're without your starting two. Uh, defensive ends, you're still without one of your starting defensive tackles. They were without a starting safety, uh, but they still somehow, some way, because of the takeaways uh, and some of the Chargers' miscues, uh, held the team to 17 points. And, and only once last year did they hold anybody to uh, less than 17 points. So uh, from a point standpoint, yeah, it, it, it's that's better. Uh, but again, against Tampa, and I know they're a good offense, but you can't keep giving up 31 points and having to win a game by scoring 30-some or 40. And and to give you a stat, Dave, uh, winning that game 20-17 to 17 is their first win since week 15 of the 2018 season that they won the game without scoring at least 17 points. I mean, uh, at least 30 points. So... You know, that's kind of a significant improvement. And as you know, sometimes you got to win a game 20 to 17. You can't always score uh, 30 points to win. Right. I mean, heck, we had a game last week where we thought we could win by scoring 18 points. Unfortunately, we only scored 11 points to make Niners win. Um, okay, everybody's been watching number 11, Micah Parsons. Uh, it's remarkable. I, I can't, A, couldn't believe the guy was a linebacker when I saw his body. So he looks thin to me from afar. And then you move him to defensive end, and he looks like he's a stick figure out there, yet he still finds a way to have an impact on the game. Um, You've seen a lot of rookies in your time, Mickey. Where is Micah ranking just in terms of early impact? Oh, I think uh, at the top of the list, Uh, at least, you know, from a a rookie standpoint that I've seen, uh, he's got to be one of the best. Uh, And and you're right about what he looks like, but he's still – 6'3", 246 pounds. It's, 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 it's a strange build, right? 
I mean, he's built like a linebacker. Uh, he runs like a defensive back. Uh, and, and that's what gave, I think, the Chargers problem using him in pass rush situations because of his just blazing quickness. And I'll guarantee you, Justin Herbert, when he took that 18-yard sack there on their last possession and ended up having to kick a field goal to tie the game, he gets on you so suddenly that you, you just don't expect that. Uh, there was a there was a play in in training camp uh, where uh, he got on the quarterback so fast or the running back so fast uh, from a linebacker spot and, and Dak Prescott they caught it on hard knocks and I'll clean it up for you uh, but Dak was looking there and he goes darn he's fast and 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 he he's sudden uh, and I thought that was one of the qualities I saw when I was looking at some of his. Uh, tape from Penn State that he he was so fast for the position he plays, uh, people can't uh, kind of you know uh, be able to see that. And uh, so yeah, now I don't know. You know, I think it's going to be a week to week thing on how they use him. Uh, but the way I look at it is now that you know they've got the defensive end part on tape, at least the pass rushing part, and they know he plays linebacker. You know, teams are going to have to spend time, you know, kind of getting ready for both. And as we know, with regulated time in practice, that takes up time from something else. Mickey, I, I will tell you that I'm not sure what the Eagles are through two games. I mean, new coaching staff, young quarterback, young players at certain positions. So we're still finding out. Do you feel you know what the Cowboys are all about through two games? Um, I think... Better than last year, but it remains to be seen. Uh, I think, uh, you know, anytime you put Dak Prescott on the field, uh, I think you have a chance to win. Um, you know, I, I think what's happened with this team and, you know, last year kind of clouds going into the next year, right? Uh, I, I just think the injuries that they suffered last year on offense, uh, having to play four quarterbacks, uh, not having your starting two. Uh, offensive tackles, having your center uh, retire uh, in the offseason, uh, your your Pro Bowl uh, right guard uh, misses six games. Uh, I, I just think that that kind of skewed things from an offensive standpoint. Uh, defensively, they were just horrible. And, and I think it had a lot to do with the organization of the defense, uh, the things they were trying to do and maybe trying to do too much uh, going through COVID and not having an off season or a preseason uh, to kind of, you know, test some of the things they were trying to do, just too many changes. Uh, so uh, I always felt going into this season, if the defense was better, as I said, you know, you don't have to be 31st against the run, giving up the second most rushing yards uh, in team history, uh, just be average. Uh, and, and then maybe you can reverse the six and 10. Uh, and I kind of expected that. So we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, the loss to Tampa Bay was somewhat encouraging, if a loss can be encouraging. But I just think that when a lot of people have tried to figure out what this Cowboy team is, uh, six and 10 of last year kind of clouds uh, their perception. And there were so many circumstances last year that led to that. And it wasn't like just a huge lack of talent. Yeah, it's our it's our first touch of the NFC East, and it's our last one until late in the year. So I expect craziness as usual 
in Arlington, Texas on Monday night. What are your thoughts on what's going to happen in, in the game? Not win or loss, but just is it going to be a typical weirdo Eagles-Cowboys game? And it, it's usually that's what we should expect, right? Uh, I heard somebody today, and it's that old cliche, well, to throw the records out with these two teams play. It's like, well, the records are kind of the same. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, you, you always, you know, I, I think you and I probably could write a book on the history of these this this, this series between the Cowboys and Eagles. And uh, I, I would imagine we could find a chapter in every season, uh, at least one game from every season we've seen uh, that would uh, cause people to arch their eyebrows, right? So, yeah, uh, I would expect nothing less. And that's what makes it so fun. Mickey, thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the game Monday. Okay, Dave, good to be with you. That'll do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle for their help on this podcast. Tyler Lewis, an invaluable assist on game days. And thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode. If you have a moment to give us a little review, we've got a link in the details section of your podcast library. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. It's Beat Dallas Week. So let's do it on Monday night. Big game in the NFC East. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, everyone. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go, Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! The Philadelphia Eagles and New Era introduced the Fly Collection, an elevated, boldly branded apparel capsule with streetwear appeal that's different from your standard Eagles fan gear. The collection sees bold new graphic expressions of the Eagles brand on apparel essentials like hoodies, t-shirts, jackets, and headwear. The designs are kept simple, mixing fresh, modern branding alongside bold punches of color, available exclusively at all Philadelphia Eagles Pro Shop locations and the team's official online store. Learn more and view the entire capsule at philadelphiaeagles.com fly.